What's happening with it? This is Slink Johnson, a.k.a. Black Jesus, your Lord and Savior. And you're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. How you love that? You are listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. Featuring Pod of Thrones and... The Shiznit. This is the Red Rock Podcast Network. From Red Rock Studios in Los Angeles, California, this is the Shiznit. And your host, Damon Standifer, Charlie Bell, and Dean O'Red. Now, put your hands together for the Shiznit. Well, all right. Welcome back to another episode of The Shiznit Show. We realize that you have a choice in your podcast listening, and we appreciate you listening to us. A good day, Kenda. Uh, 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 uh. Kenda's been hanging out with Charlie Bell too much. <laughs> Starting to sound awfully familiar. Awfully similar. I do not condone this, <laughs> this shade. You <laughs> sound very similar. But uh, no, no Kenda today. She uh, is not with us. She playing hooky. Mm-hmm. Y'all know what that means. You wish. She is really sounding like Charlie Bell. <laughs> You act like all we have to do is have wild sexcapades whenever we're not here. That that our, the podcasting is the only thing holding us back from a life of debauchery. Yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> not you. me. Nah. I wish I had it like that. So what up? Anyone who wants to contribute to my debauchery, <laughs> hit us up. <laughs> at the Shiznit Show. We we Charlie Real, please. We know you. Get, <laughs> you get it. You get your party on. You get your party on big time. Turn up. Wants to party all the time. What? Party all the time. <laughs> so what up, D? What's what's going on, Weezy? Oh man, I uh, it, you know it, it, it's weird. Uh, I got uh, I got new management um, um, uh, late uh, late last year, and uh, they you know you know a, a guy who looks like me isn't like in demand in Hollywood. Right, 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 um, right. right. Uh, so, you know, so I was kind of, you know, skeptical when, you know, they, you know, they, well, I, you know, I was uh, skeptical isn't the right word, but I wasn't, uh, I wasn't hopeful, you know, I was like, well, you know, whatever they can do, they can do. But uh, they've been, they've been getting me out a lot, um, you know, the mm-hmm. past, past couple of weeks. 
uh, to auditions and stuff. And the thing that's weird is <laughs> I kind of resent it. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? That what? Is- not, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I mean. You know what? That's disrespectful. It, it sure is. <laughs> it's, it's no pleasing some people. Uh, but you know, it, it's it's kind of like um, it's not really. I'm, I'm I'm not mad at them seriously. Uh, it's just that a lot of the auditions take place at at uh, awkward times. Right. So. You know, I, I have the type of job where I have to find someone to cover my shift mm-hmm. when I when I when I do, and so the auditions have been at like weird times where it's difficult to find people to cover for me. So, you know, it, that's where the stress comes in. I'm trying mm-hmm. to to get someone to cover for me. And I don't, right. don't want to. You know, I don't want to put. I'm not worried about losing my job, but I don't want to put. There's only two people working at one time, so I don't want to put the other person mm-hmm. under. Un, you know, right. extra stress, more, uh, extra yeah. stress, and yeah. so I but, see. I see a three D printer and a clone <laughs> in your future. <laughs> ah, yes, that the, could solve so mm, many problems. Yes, yes, yes. The evil twin, <laughs> or, or even just like a, a cutout of me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we just put a cutout of me and just have me stand there. The customer service <laughs> won't get any worse. That's for sure. Exactly. It'll probably get better. It'll probably be improved. <laughs> what, what happened to that angry Negro that used to work yeah. here? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, uh, and, and then, like, the other day, I get a, like, Tuesday, I get a call uh, from my agent, uh, from my manager saying, can you, and I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Northridge, which, for those of you who are not familiar with the area, Northridge is about... Uh, uh, 20, 20 to thirty miles uh, out, uh, north of Los Angeles. Pro- north of Los Angeles proper. Yeah, Los Angeles proper. But technically, it's a part of the city. Yeah, yeah, technically, it's part of the city, but yeah, it's a it's a suburb of Los Angeles in the valley. In the valley, San Fernando Valley. Yeah. Area. So, uh, and if there was no traffic, if this was thirty years ago, it, <laughs> it would take you about twenty to thirty minutes to get. <clears throat> get to wherever you need to go mm-hmm. so they, they said so huh, can you get to uh can you get to culver city uh, which is another which is another <laughs> part of la uh west side west side of los angeles can, west you, side? Can, you, can you get there in in uh in uh um um in, within an hour <laughs> it's like four o'clock i gotta be there if i'm like uh are they from out of town or well no no it's just i mean that's just the way things go man it is, sometimes you'll get a last minute audition and it's like can you be at a certain place at a certain time and you like of course <laughs> of course i can and uh it just seems like somebody or maybe they don't know where you are or something like uh, that. well well they didn't okay but uh yeah. okay then then the question makes sense then. yeah because <laughs> otherwise i'd be like what why yeah. Are they yeah <laughs> so uh yeah i i was like oh you know what do i do and then you know because i'm the only one there's no one there at work <laughs> so like gotta now, go gotta go <laughs> <laughs> i'm like ready to put the clothes sign up by like meaty meat burgers <laughs> they're gonna come by motherfuckers gonna be closed <laughs> out to lunch no return time so what is 9 a.m we're out to lunch bitches be back when we get back exactly <laughs> it's a motherfucking hot dog you can pretty much make your own <laughs> take, your, right. take your ass to Vons and boil you some water Ooh. throw that motherfucker in a microwave and slap some mustard on that bitch and call it a day <laughs> it's not Ryan's it's not rocket science people it's a fucking hot dog it's not a it's not a gourmet thing you know? <laughs> 
Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm about to, you know, go through the Rolodex. And then just at that point, my, uh, my coworker walks in the door like an hour early. And uh, wow! So you know he uh, praised the Lord. Pra- yeah, yes, yeah. Actually, his name is Jesus. So I did say. So I said, "Thank you, Jesus." And, and, uh, exactly. And uh, someone so, out there wants you to be a big movie star yeah, or or a television star. It was a, it was a, for a commercial. Okay. Uh, and I, I they, they they they're having the fitting Monday, and I haven't heard anything, so I'm assuming I didn't get it. But. Um, you know they 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 uh, what do they what do they call it they they said I'm on a veil strong avail, which means that it's between you and right. another person, <laughs> right? And uh, so it's you know it's kind of like you know it's kind of a metaphor for my uh, sex life. It's like you know if there's a if there's a choice to be to be made, they're gonna go with the other one. <laughs> <laughs> if there's an opening, you probably won't fill it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we have that. three openings, and you're you don't get to fill any of them. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna use that. <laughs> a, I'm writing this down right you're, now. You're welcome. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I use something else. She like I got three holes to be filled, nigga. You can't feel none of them. <laughs> I, I use another Charlie Bell joke. I, I can't remember what it was, but uh, it, it killed. I remember that. <laughs> oh, you you mentioned that uh, you turned one of it into a joke. I got yeah, yeah. It was oh, it was it was like well, it was a it was like a it was an AIDS joke or something like that. I mean, <laughs> AIDS jokes. Wow, yeah, they always kill. <laughs> AIDS kills. <laughs> Well, Surprise! No. Charlie Bell made an AIDS joke. It, it, she, must have, was, she must have caught her when she was drunk. No, I'm she sure. must have had a bunch to drink or something. <laughs> <laughs> she must have been oh, tipsy. Oh yeah, that's right. It was. Uh, uh, I, I I was uh, worried about uh, getting. Bl- I was getting. I was getting into a fight with a homeless dude, and uh, I was worried about yeah. blood being spilled on me. Type A, type B, and she said type HIV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so you know. So anyway, uh, that's you know that's. You know the way it goes, and, <laughs> and I've been, I've been reading. I've been reading. That's the way blood <laughs> flows. <laughs> that's the way blood flows. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I've been going out for uh, pilots for the past couple of weeks, and you know, it's that's a good thing. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. So, uh, what's going on with you, Charlie Beasy? Not too, too much. My political punditry career is taking off. Uh-oh. I got invited to do some election commentary. <laughs> what? Cool. Yeah. Yeah, but in preparation, I'm bullshitting. I wasn't preparing. But I just was just watching a, a Rick James like documentary. <laughs> 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 it wasn't preparation at all. But it was very interesting. <laughs> It's so funny though because my friend, um, you know, he's he's actually like a huge like we all look we all love Rick James, but I think Rick James is actually underrated as far as like how much influence and impact he had and hmm. like how he was truly a musical genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so looking at the all the footage mm-hmm. and then also looking at um, the reading, my friend was reading me excerpts from the documentary. Mm-hmm. I mean, from his from his biography, mm-hmm. and the the hilarious part was, um, I was like, you know what? People forget like how influential Rick James was. Mm-hmm. He was kind of like 
you know, like the prince from, mm. and, and he's like, no, Prince was Rick James. <laughs> and then he wrote me this whole excerpt about how Rick James actually took Prince out on his first national tour. Oh yeah, that's right. That that's was right, that yeah. was when he first gave Prince yeah. exposure. Yeah, and he right. said Prince had no stage show, mm-hmm. and he's like totally like watched him from the you know side mm-hmm. stage mm-hmm. and just totally swagger jacked mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. and i was looking back at the old footage and i was like you know what he did mm-hmm. prince totally swagger jacked rick james yeah, that's cultural appropriation <laughs> I mean, yeah. it Prin- was funky though <laughs> prince uh prince stole uh, vanity from uh, rick james uh vanity was dating rick james uh, when uh, Prince, uh, oh yeah, they talked at, about at their the, whole band. They at, had throwdowns with their, ba- their bands. And shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rick James used to. He used to. Uh, he he was in a band with. Was it Neil Young? Yeah, yeah, he was in, he was band in a band with, with Neil, Neil Young. Yeah. Yeah, he um, was back when, when back when he was in Canada when yeah, he was, when he was dodging the draft. The draft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had a. Legendary life. Yeah, it was really badass. So. I, I was I was listening to uh, some Rick James uh, last week. Oh yeah, and oh yeah, and I, I I was like you. I was like, damn, I forgot how funky it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rick James, a hell of a drug. Hell of a drug. It's super freaky, man. Yeah. <laughs> but even like, okay, so obviously the music. He was ahead of the mm-hmm. flow. Mm-hmm. He was already mixing like punk, funk, mm-hmm. rock. You mm-hmm. know, he was genre switching. He mm-hmm. had a whole different image. Like, mm-hmm. but also even like politically, like he mm-hmm. was really on this. Like, he was really like a spokesperson for black music and mm-hmm. black culture. And mm-hmm. he was kind of militant. Like mm-hmm. people don't really realize that like, he was mm-hmm. really um, vocal about a lot of things mm-hmm. that were happening in the music industry. Yeah. One of the, one of the things <clears throat> that, um, that I, I, I had not thought about, cause you know, when you think of Motown, you think of the sixties, mm-hmm. you think mm-hmm. in the, in the early seventies. Right. Um, but uh, Rick James, uh, Rick James, and the Commodores, uh, and I, I forget else, but they 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 were like they were Motown's big gu- big guns in mm-hmm. the eighties. Yep. And uh, Tina Marie, Tina Marie, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 man, Rick, Rick James. It's it, it like listening because I had never really listened to a Rick James album, uh, and uh, just listened to like his bass plan. You know, it was like. I was like, oh yeah, he's a he's he was a bass player. He's a badass bass player. You yeah, know? he was a badass everything. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. He was a composer. He, I mean, like we don't really like. Of course, he wrote songs, mm-hmm. but he composed. Right, like, right, right. You know, a lot of stuff. It was, he was just amazing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. get up on your Rick James, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> he's Rick James, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> What's up with you, Dean? Dina Red, how was your week? Well, uh, actually, I had, a, I had a good week. I had a nice week. I had a lot of stuff going on. Not not just Don Don this week. I actually had some some life experiences of, in and of myself. Not, you don't have to live vicariously <laughs> through your seven year old. I'm not just Donya's dad this week. <laughs> but uh, let's see. It started off with uh, the best steak and BJ day ever. Oh really? Oh my god. I can't, you know, of course I can't get into too much, but mm. you can't tell us about the steak, right? There was <laughs> that would be disrespectful. <laughs> Cuz it was medium rare. <laughs> I mean, let's just say there were costumes, there Woo! were there was flips, <laughs> there was laps, there was dances. Whoa. There was oh, it was it was I I have to say I am so pleasantly Surprise, you know, because mm-hmm. I thought my wife would by now. Because we've been doing this, we've been doing this for a minute, celebrating mm-hmm. this. Um, she remembers it better than I do. She like 
come she brings it i'm thinking by now she'd be mailing it in mm-hmm. and i'm you know and after last year i'm like okay what's she gonna do this you know i'm, mm-hmm. I'm like okay she probably is gonna mail it in you know right nope <laughs> nope she upped her game huh? oh yeah yep there were flips there was all kinds of yes there was a there was a flip involved <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> go ahead mrs red was there a balance beam and- <laughs> go ahead mrs red <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was on him popping. Oh man! I'm not mad at you. Nah, yeah, and it, it uh, came at, at, at a really good time, so to speak. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> Did she, was she listening to the Shiznit show a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about that that woman who didn't want to? No. <laughs> yeah, no, that lady. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, because your wife wants yeah. to keep her marriage. <laughs> then a few days uh, later, you, you guys know what uh, Thursday was. It Do was, you know? It was uh, St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> but it was it, also your the Reds' anniversary. anniversary. Yeah. That's right. Yay! Yep, 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 yep. Congratulations. Thank you, thank Sorry you. Sorry I couldn't join the celebration. 11 years. Man, it flew by, 11 boy. 11 years. It seems like just the other day. I know, right? Yeah. Yep, yep. Yep, it's you missed out. It was good times, Charlie Billy. I know. Joe raggedy ass couldn't even you couldn't even respond to the invite. I know because you could at least say it maybe, uh I don't think I can make it. Just nothing. Just like I know. I should have said maybe, but I didn't want to say right. maybe because that's not really doing any better than You could have said no. Because you could make well, it. Well I was trying to make it, but I didn't have transportation, so sorry. Oh yeah. <laughs> sorry. I forget that flies as an excuse here in L.A. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That is a, a That's a good excuse. If that, if that was an excuse, I would be a fucking hermit. <laughs> no. It's one thing to take public transportation to work. It's another thing to take it to a party. Okay. <laughs> I said, I'd be a hermit. But anyway. I am a hermit. And uh, I have transportation. <laughs> All right. I'm at home right now. <laughs> So that was cool. It was good times. You know, a lot of old friends and new friends and people showed up and we had a lot of fun. Uh, good food. And uh, yeah, 11 years, man. It went by quick. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, <laughs> so every everyone knows that the Dino's Red anniversary is on St. Patrick's Day. That's so, right. It is on St. So Patrick's next Day. year you can send your gifts. And, uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Your gifts and your pastries and stuff to uh, Red Rock, right? Red Rock, uh, Red Rock Studio. Yes. And so then, um, let's see what else went on this week. I had a little, I had a little experience on the train that that uh, uh, provoked a, a, a Twitter and a, a tweet, or should I say, a tweet and a post on Facebook mm-hmm. that got a lot of people talking and you know telling me to uh, expound on that. What do you mean and I, I even ended up being a guest on the show as a result of it. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, so the tweet said something to the fact that uh, I'm, t- I'm tired of of uh, women defining manhood by, uh, yeah, by chivalry or mm-hmm. by whatever uh, criteria they feel or some, something like that. Uh, hashtag stop, <clears throat> stop man shaming. Mm-hmm. So uh, what precipitated that was I was on the train on the, on the way home and... Uh, it wasn't even particularly crowded that day, and but there was this one lady was was still standing. Uh, pretty much everyone else in my car had a seat, <clears throat> and so then, um, uh, uh, like the train hadn't even started moving yet, but a, uh, a guy offered her, her his seat, right? And 
which you know that's all fine and good mm-hmm. but what this is the part that they got me she she proceeded to talk about how oh wow there's a man on the train mm-hmm. there's one real man left one mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and all this shit and mm-hmm. all the other women decided to join in and mm-hmm. was like mm-hmm, girl yeah that, that's rare that's a good man right there mm-hmm. i'm like bitch please first of all just because the guy's polite and offered you his seat, yeah, he could be, he probably beat his wife last night. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right. that means nothing. He could be a mass murderer. He could be on his way to kill someone. Right. Mm-hmm. Or just left from killing someone. Or he could be giving you the seat because he's trying to get some pussy. I mean, there, yeah, Anything. it does not make him a good right. man. Mm-hmm. True. Right? True. And, you know, um, just, you know, keep... keep that was uncalled for, unnecessary. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I spoke up and I was mm-hmm. like, you know, and I went into this little mini diatribe about how, you know, chivalry and feminism don't go together mm-hmm. and they're polar opposites and, mm-hmm. and all that. So can't have it both ways and whatever. And there was a little, a little nervous snicker or whatever. And that mm-hmm. was pretty much it. On the train. <clears throat> On the train. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so. What does nervous snicker taste like? Uh, <laughs> um Extra nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Up in you. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So then I. Wrote I find the- it's hard to get nuts when you're nervous. <laughs> Typically. This is a- so yeah. So then that's when I, I wrote that tweet and uh, and and post and whatever and you know people and then uh, a good friend a good a good friend of mine a fellow podcaster uh, Amber P. She uh, she asked like yo what's what's that about and we had had an, an exchange earlier I think probably within the last week or so where I posted something on she said something about um, something to the effect that she missed the 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 error where basically she's lamenting the fact that she's kind of missed out on chivalry it's kind of mm-hmm. bypassed she's, she's younger mm-hmm. and she's she's you know she's she's a millennial and uh, I believe. And she kind of missed it, and she was kind of lamenting that or whatever. And then I, I just posted that chivalry is sexism. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, we she she messaged me or something, or we went kind of back and forth a little bit. And she's a really cool person, by the way. She's got a um, her own podcast called Sexy Geeky Mental, and she also has one. That one is a basically a podcast diary, and she talks a lot about her. Um, she she is bipolar. She talks mm. about a lot a lot of that. She's in. She's an ex burlesque uh, dancer, mm-hmm. and she talks about that. And she's just pretty much an open book, mm-hmm. and she just reads from that open book on her podcast. Mm-hmm. Not literally; that was figuratively speaking. Right. But uh, <laughs> yeah, she talks. So you guys might want to check that out. And then she also has a podcast called Black Chick Watching, where she um, kind of talks about black women's place in today's media, and you know, like on it and from a, a, a fan's point of view, kind of like from both ends, whatever. Um, and that's her other show. Uh, so anyway, um, she she said we should we should we should talk about this. I was like, oh, you are you inviting me on your show, or whatever? Or she's like, yeah, I guess I am. And so we, you know, we uh, chopped it up. Chopped it up. We we uh, just was yesterday yesterday morning, and I have to say it was a very very cool conversation. One of the most pleasant conversations I've had with someone who had a, a differing point of view it was very respectful very um well let me play i have a little clip of of what she had to say about it and this um in the interest of full disclosure this this is just our our interview we did pre-recorded and then she added on like a, a like a, a a 10 minute 
like a introduction and this is taken from her introduction it's not the whole thing because it was too long so i just kind of jumped around a little bit Mm -hmm. so if it jumps whatever i edited you know for brevity so that's that's what you'll be hearing that's an aside but um but yeah so so i loved it it was it was so cool to learn things and and hear about somebody's experience in the context of this show and i want to have dino back on the show too like Anyhow, so it was a really good experience, and I'm really honored that he talked to me. And chivalry, we're going to talk about chivalry, and you guys know that this has been something that I've been talking about from Jump, and my issues with how I feel like I've, you know, missed out on, you know, a era bygone about just my issues with how I feel like I don't get it. Like, I have missed out on receiving chivalry and the whole thing. And so we talk about it. And let me tell you about how this this talk that we're about to have happened. I didn't understand where he was coming from. Because this is how I compartmentalized it. In my mind, before um, he, I saw his post on Facebook where he talked about how he thought chivalry was sexism. I thought that the type of guy that didn't like chivalry were bad, that they were jerks and they were all kinds of other negative things. And I thought Dino Red was cool. And then he said this and I was like, no, not him do. But then I was like, this doesn't make any sense. The math doesn't work out because he's Dino. He's mm-hmm. awesome. And then we, you know, we talked and it, I understood even when I don't agree I understand and I have a different appreciation for guys who think this now because even if I think that it's wrong or not wrong, even if I think it's coming from a place of not seeing things in context that I see them through, I understand where he's coming from and why he's thinking it. And I appreciate that because I haven't gotten that experience. And even when I've had conversations with guys, I feel like I've had a more clear understanding with this conversation than with other guys that I've had talks with. And um, this was a really respectful talk. Um, check him out. He has so many interesting views. Um, and his co-hosts are coming from such interesting places. Uh, he's so irreverent. It's crazy. And he's, and he's, he keeps it 100. You know, <laughs> his word is his bond. And I appreciate that. And yeah, just, he's good peoples. He's really good peoples. Enough of me. Enough of me. Please, let's just go on. Check him out. Here we go. So yeah, um, nice. a shout out to to Amber P. Thanks again, baby girl. Uh, you can find her podcast and this ep- along with this episode that we're talking about on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, and uh, yeah, you can like I said this this show that I was on was Sexy Geeky Mental, and then her other show is Black Chick Watching, and they're both on iTunes and Stitcher. <clears throat> So anyway, um, so yeah, it was it was cool. It was really cool. It was very enjoyable because oftentimes when you have discussions like that, when there are different differing uh, points of view, it gets personal. It gets combative. It gets hostile. It gets you know. It gets ugly. You know. It was none of that. It was all love the whole time, and 
it was enlightening. So it was it was very cool, and uh, I really appreciate the fact that she that she had me on. Why? I mean, I I don't I didn't hear. I'm looking forward to hearing the whole conversation, mm-hmm. but I definitely see how um, you know gender stereotypes are limiting to men and women. Mm-hmm. You know for sure, like. Um, I think chivalry a lot of times is a fake substitute for respect. I think that, you know, ultimately we want to engender more respect between individuals, genders, everyone. And sometimes chivalry is just like the outward, you know, display of what's expected of you as per your gender role. It's not necessarily a reflection of genuine respect for someone. Right. You know, so. Yeah. I agree. But it it can be. It can be. Um, right. You know, it's, uh, you know, I, I hold the door open for you. You bring me a plate. Right. Um, you know, it's not, it's not a, I, I don't think it's, it's an either or. You know, I've had, uh, you know, I've had, had similar discussions where, you know, I've held doors open for women and, you know, don't get a thank you. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I've had, I've had women hold doors open for me. Right. You know, and you know, I, I appreciate it. I think it's, I think we've become a less mannered society, and I, I think that's, I think you know that you know, yeah, we 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 put you know uh, uh, titles to you know gender specific, mm-hmm. what, what's what's uh, uh, considered adequate mm-hmm. e- etiquette, proper mm-hmm. etiquette for one gender towards another gender, right? And uh, <clears throat> quite frankly, I don't have a problem with that. But uh, I think as a society, we've become less, uh, you know, less willing to, you know, say things, do things for one another. Right. Uh, I think that has to do less with feminism and the death of chivalry than just overall disrespect. I think disrespect mm -hmm. is just common currency in our Mm -hmm. culture. I Mm -hmm. think that a lot of um, kind of the, the trends and the dynamics in our culture are really dehumanizing us to one another Mm -hmm. i think it's easy for us to see each other as Mm -hmm. just means to an end Mm -hmm. and i think that's just an overall trend in society and Mm -hmm. there yeah it plays out in gendered ways as well as Mm -hmm. non-gendered ways Mm -hmm. but you know yeah and and just to to give you guys a better uh you know to bring more clarification to the circumstances this lady was not old not by any means she was not a senior she did not appear to be disabled. She didn't walk with a limp. She didn't have a cane or a crutch. She was an able-bodied. She was very able-bodied, around the same age as you know most of the people on the train. Mm-hmm. She was on her way home, you know, just like everybody else from work, just mm-hmm. like everybody else. She just happened to be one of the last ones to get on the train, and just happened to be one of the ones who didn't get a seat. Right. You know, you know, um, the way I see it, she's no more entitled to a seat than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And there was plenty of women who could offer the seat. You know, yeah. <laughs> too. Right. But you know, I'm uh, sure you weren't the only man either. And, no, I wasn't. I wasn't the only one. I mean, it was majority of women on the train, mm-hmm. uh, like it generally is. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, you know, it, it, just have a seat. You know, all that exposition, the, all that extra ex, exposition and shade was necessary, mm-hmm. yeah. right? You know, and you know, maybe you feel like it was my place or our place to all jump up and offer you a seat. Uh, that's you're entitled to that opinion, but keep that shit to yourself. I don't need you to sit there and call my manhood into question. Like you, you don't know me, mm-hmm. you don't exactly. know me from from you know you don't know what kind of man I am. But right. because I didn't jump up and offer you my seat, then 
I'm less than. I'm yeah. less than a man. Yeah, for all she I'm, needs. I'm, I'm not a good man. I'm not a real man. Right. For, Bitch, for please. She, well, it's she, just like. I'm sorry. Go. I don't say for all she knew, you had, you know, you could have had leg problems. Right. Or, you had or, the disability yeah. for all she knew. Right. Or, I mean, or any of us on there or whatever. Right. But right. that's even not even the point. Yeah. You know not, what I mean? It's right. like, it's like, you know, it, it's just right. it's so often I hear the, the, uh, we kind of went into this a little bit on on the uh, on the show. That I just to me it gets old that you know I know women have their issues in in this world in the society whatever and they've been you know they drew the short end of the stick and all that and mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying that but you know <laughs> just because women have problems does not negate the fact that men have problems too you know and one of the things I notice is that and I get tired of is like a man's manhood is is pulled into question at the drop of a hat. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, whatever. It's like, oh, that's not a real man, or he's not a real man, or you're not a real man. It's like really quick. That's like on the tip of women's tongue. You know, Mm -hmm. they they real quick to drop that. You know, oh, that's not a real. You know, but that, but that's part of sexism too. I mean, sexism. You know, patriarchy, sexism. It creates gendered roles for everybody that can become imprisoning for both genders so yeah like you said obviously women experience sexism and the results of that in a different way but i think men suffer from it too and homophobia is an extension of that like a lot of homophobia is about keeping men in this box like if you like you said if you don't do this you're a fag or you're not a real man or you're pussyfied or you're pussy wet you know it's really about keeping men in a very nigga, you gay. Exactly, it's true, <laughs> right? I mean, <clears throat> I see it all the time. Yeah, it's no, it's you're, yeah, one hundred percent correct. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so we got into that, and you know, some other things, and then it, it took on a, um, you know, we kind of got off on, went on some different things, whatever. But it was real fun and very enjoyable, and I look forward to doing it again, and uh, as well. And she's she's a she's a light skinned sister, so she's going to be like the first. Uh, <laughs> She's going to be the first woman on uh, Light Skin Matters. Oh, she's like, shit. she's a big fan. She's a big fan. And you know what? what? Now that I think about that, I'm fuck. I feel discriminated. <laughs> what if I want to come on Light Skin Matters? You can't. <laughs> Jim. Oh hell no. <laughs> Jim Crow is alive and well at Red Rock Studios. Friendly ghost makers. <laughs> Jim Crow's younger cousin, Jamal Crow. No, but you know what's funny is I, I didn't play the part where I, I I cut that part out. But she talks about how she was ashamed to admit that she wasn't sure if she mentioned that she was a fan of she she is a fan of the show. She wasn't sure if she talked about it on her show because she admitted being ashamed of it because she has light skin uh, guilt or something like that. I forget what she called. It. I think that's what she called it. Mm-hmm. And um, and then she's working out issues or whatever, and that's part of the reason why we started it is just because you know, and you know, and I, jo- I, I, I most of what I say on this show is tongue in cheek, including the whole team light skin thing or whatever. But the way that got started for you, those of you who might get you know a little pissy or whatever <laughs> about about that, um, the way it started is that pretty much every day of my life for the probably the first thirty thirty five years of it. You know, in some way, form, or shape, I was teased about being light skinned. You know, it, it it's comes up quite, quite frequently as the butt of jokes and whatnot. You know, and uh, I was quite sensitive about it. You know, at one time, and then I finally got to the point where I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna own it." You know, mm-hmm. and so 
you know, just like a lot of other things that you, you own, like, you know, black people with nigga and gay mm-hmm. people with fag and different mm-hmm. things, whatever. It was the same exact principle. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck it. I own it. I'm on it. And I'm just right. going to, I'm going to promote it and pump it up and like celebrate it right, instead right, of like right. be ashamed of it or let it be the, and then it's like, it's hard to like tease somebody about something when they're celebrating it. It's like, you know, that's just, you know, I, that's just how things work. And so, um, that's where a lot of that comes from. So, and the fact that it was okay for people to make comments about me and my complexion, but it was not socially or politically correct for me to would say something similar in the reverse. Like, oh, you need to get out in the sun. Right. <laughs> but if I said, oh, your black ass need to stay out of the sun. Right. Then I'd be all kinds of wrong. But that's, you know? but that's how, um, <laughs> but that's how humor. So, you know, humor and, um, criticism works it's the you you can't punch down you can only punch up right so the person who's considered to have more privilege isn't allowed to you know criticize shit, they ain't met me I, well obviously you're turning that whole shit upside down but the, exactly but theoretically well just like well just like somebody you could say you could, no, you yeah. could tell a thin I, I know, person I know what you're saying. you could tell a thin person yeah. oh you need a sandwich or yeah, no, they, but a thin person can be like oh look yeah. at your fat ass you know that's yeah, not yeah. socially acceptable right they actually teach that in right. comedy so right absolutely yeah. Yeah. did you, have you, have you remember that Key and Peele uh, sketch where uh, 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 Keenan is he the light, tall light skin I can never okay. keep them straight uh, the, the tall ball one he's a stand up comedian mm-hmm. Insult comedian, yeah, and uh, he's uh, you know he's doing the insults. He's a fat guy, and then, you know the the, the chick, the, the hot chick. He's making fun of him, and then there's a guy who's like a burn victim, mm-hmm. uh, who's you know can't talk, and he's like, do me, do me, do me, do me, do oh, me. No. Oh, oh, <laughs> and no. like Key, and Key is like, uh, and he's trying yeah. to like, you know, <laughs> he says, I don't want to do you. You're a burn victim. The guy and the fat guy says, oh, but it's okay that I'm fat, right, 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 right. <laughs> and uh, and then like you know the guy. Does does a burn joke on the guy, and the guy says, starts crying. Oh. <laughs> he's like, "What have you told me to do?" He said, "I thought I could take it." <laughs> oh, that's sad. and then the crowd turns on the comedian. Of course like, they would. It's like always attack up. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh man, that's cold. Mm. Yeah. Cold. So, uh, but yeah, <laughs> in my dictionary. <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's what. Uh, that's what all the, that's what that's basically rooted in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and that's one was one of the reasons why, you know, we did light skin matters is because, you know, um to put the color issues, colorism issues out in the open. Yeah, exactly. From from our side of it is like, yeah, we got shit to talk about too, you know. From a light skinned point of view. Right, right. <laughs> so anyway, said all that to say that she's a fan and she she will she'll be she'll be on on there and looking forward to having that. I'll always uh tell her that like she's gonna be the first woman uh, on light on light skin matters. I'm gonna be the first. I'm gonna be the first man on black chick watching. But she's like, she ain't having it. <laughs> she's like, no, you are not a female. You're not a chick. That's you can't funny. do it. You're not a black chick. You can't do it. I'm a transition and get on that bitch. Mm. <laughs> em- emphasis on the trans. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Oh man. So yeah. So. A lot, 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 lot. Lots been going on, but um, I like it. Mm-hmm. So we have a guest today. So let's see if we can get our guest on the line.
All right. So give it up for Georgia Davis, gospel singer extraordinaire. <laughs> Thank you. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you? So good to uh, to finally, uh, I should, I guess, uh, talk with you because we kind of met. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yes. for those of you who don't know, Georgia Davis is not only is she a gospel uh, singer who has a, a, a hot new single out called Well Done. She is also a fan of the Shiznit Show, which is how we met. She reached out and, you know, was um, basically talking to me about the show. And then we, you know, we're kind of going conversing back and forth and found out that she's this talented person and has talent. And I was like, wow. And then, I, you know, I heard her single and I was very impressed. And I was like, we got to get you on the show because, I mean, it's just great. when I, It's nothing better than to support someone who's supporting you. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So um, we thank you for supporting us and, and being a fan of the show. And we're happy and honored and privileged that you would drop by and speak with us and share your music. Thank you. I'm honored and thank, really grateful that you allow me to come on today. Thank you so much. Sure, sure. So tell us, um, Georgia's, uh, Georgia, we're... Where did this all begin? I know that you, you started singing at a young age, like four years old. But unlike most gospel singers, you didn't start singing in church, right? No, I did not start singing in church. Okay, that's that's different. No, I started singing R&B music. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a love for music for a long, long time. Um, I started singing with a group called Baylife out here in Oakland, California. Mm-hmm. And what I would do was I, was, I record my own music I was writing writing, writing, and I would sing for different um, local rap artists that were around here. But, you know, they just kind of didn't know what to do with me as a female singer on their uh, album. So they just kind of, hey, come over here and sing on this hook. Hey, come over here and sing on that hook. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so things kind of just kind of went. It was like Nate Dogg. I was going to say, you're like the female <laughs> Nate Dogg. <laughs> yes, yeah, right. A.K.A. Right. Hook Dog. So, <laughs> we just kind of grew apart and went our separate ways. And, um... I just tried to do things on my own after that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, so how did I get started singing gospel music? Um, you got well, saved? Uh, yeah, it, well, yeah, I did get saved. <laughs> I got saved, I, but the way I got saved was, it's a pretty, pretty deep story, you know, of course, typical Ike Tina, Tur- Ike Tina Turner story. You know, basically dealing with some guy, thought he was going to be my manager. Turned out he was a... Uh, Maybe Lucifer in disguise. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, typical story. But, um, you know, I'm glad that things worked out how they, how they did. You know, the music, music industry is not how it used to be. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the desire to maybe do things or compromise myself in certain ways to become right. uh, an a R&B singer in today's music. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I have more so of a focus, not so much on myself, but on other young women and young girls to give them music that can uplift them and, you know, hopefully steer them in the right direction. I make music for myself. I make music for anyone, but I'm more so focused on young girls. Oh, that's beautiful. Wow. Okay. Great. So Mm -hmm. let me ask you this. How would you, because there's different, you know, different genres within or subgenres of music within gospel. How would you describe your brand of gospel music? My brand of gospel is, I like to call it gaspirational. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't necessarily incorporate too many lyrics from the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's more so my my uh, my interpretation of God. 
So I'm basically giving a walking testimony of where I'm at with Christ in my walk. So it's not it's not that Sunday morning clap your hands to the beat. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, it's not that type of music. It's right. definitely me, me and my personal style. But I just have messages of my walk and of my of my own test of my different testimony. But I know a lot of different girls can relate to that. Who who would who would you say are, are some of your influences? Oh wow! Um, well, growing up, I didn't listen to too much gospel artists. Too many gospel artists. Mm-hmm. I only knew of uh, Kirk Franklin. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, my mom used to play Luther and Anita around the house. I thought I was related to them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> cousin Luther and Auntie Anita. Okay, huh? <laughs> no, that's great. But, I like that. <laughs> But Holy, I grew Holy up Dance in the 90s, so I was a really big fan of Brandy, of Monica, mm-hmm. of In Vogue, um, mm-hmm. Tony, 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 uh, Stevie Wonder, uh, let's see here, of course, Destiny Child and Beyonce, and I've got mm-hmm. Alicia Keys, just a, a lot of the last of the really good R&B singers, SWV, people like that. Mm-hmm. I have to say that there's one name in there that I'm pleasantly surprised to hear. Um, you, can you guys guess which one it is? Mm-mm. Brandy. Oh, okay. People hate on Brandy. And really? people, yeah. People, people, what? people, yes. People hate on Brandy. They say, they say that she can't sing, whatever. Brandy. Oh, Brandy can sing. Yes. Brandy can sing. What? I'm like, yeah. what are you people talking about? They, they, they almost, almost cursed. Almost cursed. <laughs> During I the gospel interviews. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> I, I think that because Brandy is an, uh, later on in her career, she's an actress. I think she gets slept on a lot, but people can't mm-hmm. forget where that girl started. Mm-hmm. When she came on, she came out before Destiny's Child and mm-hmm. things like that. I think mm-hmm. her and Monica were coming out at the same time. But she, she came out before high. Monica. Like, mm-hmm. It was just her at the time. Mm-hmm. She, she held a spot for a long time, and so she's been a very... And, and on top of that, past her talent, you know, from what I don't know her personally, but her character mm-hmm. just speaks volumes. You know, if, mm-hmm. if there are those certain artists like Aaliyah and Brandy, some of those people who you get to know through their music. Right. And um, some of them are just really larger than life. But yeah, she's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I would like... I like Brandy. I like Brandy and Ray J. I think people give both of them, you know... Uh, un- undeserved hard time, but yeah, I like them both. Absolutely. So I don't know too much about uh, gospel music, but I'm excited that there's a. <laughs> no, I'm excited that yeah. there's some, a, you know, a new generation that's putting their mark on the genre. So where can we listen for you? Well, I have a song out right now. It's called "Well Done." It's on iTunes, and "Well Done" is all about basically how I. Once I, once I decided I was going to start living for God, I just wanted to make sure everything I did from that point, no matter what anybody said down here, my mom, my dad, my family, anybody I know, as long as God says it's well done, then I'm happy with that. So as long as I can feel like he's happy with me at the end of the day, then I'm okay. And that's what, well done, that's what well done is about. Um, I'm going to release another thing with Call I Need Your Spirit, and basically it's my, it's my instructions on how to pray. <laughs> and it basically yeah. says it's not that it's not that hard to roll out of your bed and just give God some type of reverence. So, um, and hopefully, I can be you, we can be looking for me to release that within the next month. And I'm actually engaged, so I'm planning a wedding this year. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of slowed down the, the production of the album right now, but <laughs> we'd like to have 
by the end of this year. It's a different production. Well, congratulations on both. Yes, con- congratulations, <laughs> really. And also, my, my my also my compliments to your your producer because the track, I mean, it's I like it. I like it a lot. You know, and I'm not even oh. into gospel music, which is why we're doing this. Because if I didn't like you a lot, we, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. <laughs> and we can vouch for that because there's been many uh, mediocre Dan, uh, artists Robert that got Anderson shaded. Denmark, uh, Central, and he's an awesome producer. He's worked with a lot of different artists here in the Bay Area. And he also has a single out. Um, it's called Rejoice, and it was um, recorded by um, Faith Evans and I think Tommy Jones. You can look it up. I know it's called Rejoicing. I know she's singing on the track, but it was an awesome, awesome track. Okay. He's really awesome guy. Really awesome guy. Cool. Okay, uh, well, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to ask you, uh, you uh, because your your background is uh, 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 actually you're a gospel singer with secular influences, which is uh, which is goes against the uh, the uh, the traditional, which is most people start uh, singing in the church and then they start singing go- uh, <laughs> secular secular music. Uh, has has there been any uh, blowback uh, because of your influences or because of your style? No, but what I will say is this: I, I wasn't raised in church. I was only saved maybe here about. 2000, um, I think I was, I was baptized in 2013. Mm-hmm. So um, since I wasn't raised in church, I do notice that, you know, most of the people who I like here, that here, here locally, they are, they all grew up together. They all mm-hmm. grew up in church. Mm-hmm. So I definitely find this gray area with myself being that I have a R&B background, but mm-hmm. now I'd like to cross over to gospel music. Mm-hmm. There are some that are really accepting, and I won't say that there are some that are not, but I'll just say that... Mm-hmm. You know, they, uh, it's a it's a it's a, it's a really interesting door to walk through mm-hmm. coming into gospel music. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I don't want to say that people are judgmental; they're just comfortable with what they've been around. Right, right, right. Yeah, so, AKA you judgmental. Know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what? I, I I don't really worry about that. I think mm-hmm. I will make room for my gift, and I don't believe Good. that singing is my only gift. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a desire to touch people and to to minister in the way that God has given me to minister to people, which is very unorthodox. But um, singing is my first love, but it's not the only gift. I don't okay. believe that, that I have. And, um, um, you know, I, I, it will make room for me when he's ready for it to make room for me. What, what, I'm just enjoying the journey. What are some of your, what are some of your other gifts? Um, well, right now I, I have this idea um, to start a nonprofit organization, and it's called Salem. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the works with that right now. Salem is an acronym for spreading positivity and love everywhere through music. Mm-hmm. And also, again, it's geared towards young girls. The, the experience that I went through really tra- traumatized me. And me being an only child and being a young lady, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I can help other young girls. But anyway, I have, uh, I have every day I have these ideas um, for this nonprofit organization. And what it is, it's a... It's a after school program or maybe a summer program that is dedicated towards young girls in the inner city area to to learn music and to learn other uh, essentials that they need that they're not learning in school. I want them to learn how to network. I want them to learn etiquette. I want them to learn how to cook. Um, I want them to learn how to uh, emotional intelligence because mm-hmm. so many of us don't get along for silly reasons. Right. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I pray that my, if my CD doesn't impress the the masses mm-hmm. let it let it impress these young girls because I just mm-hmm. need to be used to help other people. Well, that's, that's it. That's, that's my goal. It's very noble and so beautiful. Uh, hmm? that's oh, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, I, yeah, like I like I said, 
any ideas that I have, no matter how outlandish that they mm-hmm. are, I don't get them for nothing. And so, you know, I may have questions or why am I having this idea or whatever, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to run with it. Okay. And it's, you know, it's given to it's a, it's given to you by God because you know those doors just open. Mm-hmm. Whenever you have an idea or you have something that you want to do, and the doors just seem to close, God's trying to tell you to go the other way. Mm-hmm. And that just hasn't happened with two, these, either one of these projects yet. Okay. Well, Georgia, we thank you so much for your time for coming on. Um, we are going to uh, play your your single for the people on the way out. But uh, before we do that, before we before we go out, before we let you go, um, can you please um, plug anything that you if you have any uh, if you have websites or social media where you want to be followed or anything? Go ahead and plug that now. Okay, thank you. Well, my name is Georgia Davis. You can find me at on Facebook, just plain Georgia Davis. I also have a music band page, Georgia Davis. Um, I have an Instagram, which is at, at excuse me, Instagram is Cali Grown. Underscore, underscore G.A. Peach and the grown there's no O and then I also have one for Spalem it's called The Spalem Project and um, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at GDD Music and um, yeah reach out to me I love, I love meeting new people and I love talking uh, new people and just and just supporting one another that's so so important we must support one another and um, I just want to say thank you, Mr. Dino. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, no problem. It is, like I said, it's my, my pleasure. Okay, so here we go with a little bit of George Davis and well done. Check it out.
it up one more time for Georgia Davis. Nice. Nice. Okay. The children approve. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're gospirations. (laughs) Gospired. Gosp inspired. (laughs) Don't help Charlie. They can't all be home with us. <laughs> like, That's what a, I've been saying. She's like, I'm gonna sit, I'm gonna hit a grounder every every now and then. I was trying to incorporate her gospiration. I know what you, oh, trying, what you was trying, trying to do. To do. <laughs> you just failed. That's all. That's why I had your back. I was <laughs> okay, so Charlie Bill, I, I was hoping that uh, you and Kenda, but it's just gonna have to be just you this time. It's gonna be all on you. I was hoping there was something you could help me out. There's something that it's like it's a woman thing that I struggle with to comprehend, and I can't. I've had conversations with several female friends, and my wife is has uh, has kind of uh, viewed this 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 point of point of view, mm-hmm. and um, I, I just don't get it. And it even got it even almost got ugly between uh, one friend and, and <laughs> discussing this. But I know if anybody can help me understand it, you would be uh, you and, and, and then maybe uh, Amber P. But uh, I didn't bring this up to her. So, OK. What's the issue, bro? What, what is it when, with this when when women talk about they they lose themselves and they need they need time for themselves and they're so busy being wife and mother and this and that. They I don't know who I am. And I had to find myself in. You, you you know where I'm getting at? You I know you've heard this like yeah, every, like I, for I, sure yeah it's been said many by women of all walks of life, regardless of race, regardless of of mm-hmm. background, religion, it doesn't matter. They I've heard this time and time again, and I don't get it. My wife tried to explain it to me, but I'm like I I don't understand because I'm a man. I've never heard a man say that, but I, I'm a father. Mm-hmm. I'm an employee. I'm a boss. I'm a podcaster. I'm a, you know, I'm a lot of, I'm all these different, but I'm still me. I'm still Dino. I'm still Dino Red. I don't, I, I don't have any, pro, any kind of identity crisis or I don't have to step away and find myself. I don't not know who I am. Mm-hmm. I am a, a guy who has all these different other facets right, to roles. me, but I'm, yeah, mm-hmm. all these other roles, but I'm still me and I don't lose myself in these these roles are forget who I am or I don't, I just, I don't get, I, un, I understand needing a break, being tired, you know, doing mm-hmm. too much. I get all that, but mm-hmm. the whole losing your identity. Yeah. That, that I don't, well, what, how did your wife try to explain it? <clears throat> I want to hear. She, she said the, like, you know, Oh, I'm, I'm being the wife to you. And then the Danya, you know, mother to die. I'm like, okay. And I'm a husband to you and I'm a father to Danya. So, mm-hmm. uh, so it's not like I don't have a similar experience, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, so I don't understand where the, the, I, I lost myself, you know, where, where that part comes in. Mm-hmm. And then my one friend, she was like, well, the fact that every woman, you know, has said it, or whatever, that should tell you something like, I'm like, I, I, I just, I'm just asking. You're trying to just help me understand it. it. I'm right. not saying that is is wrong or or anything like that. I'm right. just trying to understand it because I right. don't get it. That's all. <laughs> and the fact that all these women, you know, say it, so I, I get it's a thing. Yeah, it is a thing. So I just, but I don't understand the thing. I mean, and, a, and why it only happens to women. Well, first of all, it doesn't only happen to women. Um, 
It does happen to men. I've heard men have really mm-hmm. never mm-hmm. heard of God. Never, yeah, never heard of God. I, I have heard it. I, I haven't heard the music say it like that, but I, I've I've heard I've heard thing. I, I've heard it where it can be interpreted that way. Right. I think hmm. men. Okay, so plus men men aren't as likely to express it. Uh, women are more likely to express it. Yeah. That's true. That's true about everything. That's yeah. true. <laughs> well, at least about things that have to do with their personal experience. I would say that's true. But I think that um, it, it kind of actually gets back to our our prior discussion about chivalry and gender roles. And, you know, there actually is a lot of feminist scholarship to talk about this. I mean, in a way um, – you know, like from the very first thing, like the like Betty Friedan, you know, she kind of was one of the feminist pioneers and she wrote The Feminine um, Mystique and the name with that, you know, without a pro the problem without a name, I guess it was called. And it was basically um, that women have are socialized for millennia, you know, definitely centuries to see ourselves as an expression of other people. And to live through other people and our roles through other people. And a lot of times it's hard for us, um, you know, just the, the concept of a woman self-realizing beyond her role as a mother and a wife is is relatively new. I mean, that's, it was really one of the things that feminism most fought for was that women had the right to establish their own identity and that our identities weren't dependent upon you know, who our husband was or our man. And, you know, that's where the term Ms, because before Miss meant you were unmarried. Mrs. meant you were married. Ms was like, this is who you are. This is this is a term of, of um, respect for a woman, no matter what her marital status is, that she, you know, shouldn't be dependent on her marital status, what you, what the title is or what you refer to her. And so, I mean... It's a very multi-layered thing, but I just I think it's you're you're hitting into something super important. Like it is a form of male privilege in a way that men aren't don't have to internalize their role. I mean, even like a lot of times, like think about um, <clears throat> when you hear, let's say, somebody talk about rape or breast cancer, and they they're always like, oh, think of it, she's someone's mother, she's someone's sister, she's someone's wife, like she's someone's daughter. You know, that's always like the thing of where you're supposed to relate to her. It's like she's a human being, you know? Like Mm -hmm. we still, as a society, are still, you know, define women largely through their relationships to other people. And as women, it's easy for us to internalize that. So, you know, and we feel, I I think we feel judged, you know? And then there's like a, about how effective we are at these roles. Like, I think women definitely take to heart this sense of, like, if you're not a good mother or you don't feel that people are perceiving you as a good mother, you feel like a failure as a human being. And the same with a wife and the same with, like, you know, different roles. I think we we feel a sense of failure based on our roles or service to other people. Well, I would argue if you're a bad parent, you should feel like a failure. You should. You should. (laughs) But I think that men, but like for, but I'll give you a perfect example, but I think men do have a set of internalized roles that separate them from themselves and make them lose their identity. But what I've seen is that it's more around being a a provider or a breadwinner or, um, 
or a, a steadily guy, you know, a ladies' man. Like they have a different set of roles that they internalize that can that they can get lost in. And so, like for example, I have a friend who's very wealthy. You know, he makes baller ass money, but their marriage is you know, and their family is is disintegrating partially because he really he can't fulfill his fatherly role. He's kind of a crappy parent, mm-hmm. but it's because he's obsessed with f- fulfilling this other role that mm-hmm. he feels his identity depends on. So, I mean, I think we have, we all, as I think it's an existential human problem to overly um, internalize any external identity, but I think there, which identities we internalize are gendered. You know, there's a gendered aspect to it. And I think women are definitely under a lot of pressure to internalize our roles as wife, mother, lover, caregiver, nurturer, daughter, you know. So that's my take on it. Well, that's better than any I've ever gotten before. And I kind of, I'm getting there. I still don't fully, I don't know if I ever fully can comprehend it, but mm-hmm. that's, I'm happy with that. Yeah. It's, it's better than I've ever gotten before. So yeah. I, I kind of get it a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I kind of, <clears throat> I kind of see it as uh, a lot of the roles that are expected of women is women to do for others. Exactly. Rather than to do for themselves, so. <clears throat> but that I don't agree with that. That's not just the woman thing. I'm not saying I'm not saying that it is. I'm just saying that uh, you know, as far as the the wife, mother, daughter, et cetera, all all that stuff. Because like men, basically, uh, they lose themselves in their tend to lose themselves in their jobs. Uh, mm-hmm. They tend to lose mm-hmm. themselves. Uh, I. I I uh, I don't I don't know that they lose themselves. I think they might get caught up in it. Well, their their identity is defined by what they do. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You you hear I, I'll occasionally hear athletes uh, when they're when they when they career, retire when their yeah. career is over. Mm-hmm. They they don't know who they are as individuals because their entire lives have been spent right. with mm-hmm. getting you know everything has to do about the team. Right. About you know uh, right this, that sport the, right. their their yeah. goals their right. accomplishments and and not yeah. even just athletes mm-hmm. like it's well, actually, I was using that as an right yeah but yeah. I mean just but on another in that same vein mm-hmm. I read that um, you know one of the times that men are most likely to die and have mm-hmm. a heart attack is right after they retire mm-hmm. because they lose like their sense of who they were their identity is lost that's what happened to my grandfather. happens on my job all the time it's true somebody retires and then we get an email that that's that person passed away. Yep. It happens all the time. I can't. It's very I cannot common. count how many times this happened yeah. over the course of my career. It's yeah. so common that it's a syndrome, you know. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't and I don't actually think that you know this losing oneself is a uh, is a woman thing. I think it's a. I think it's just that women are more likely to express it um, than than men. I mean, I've heard men express similar. You know, the whole at, the athlete thing. I've heard. Mm-hmm. I've heard athletes. But even uh, I don't it, it doesn't it sounds similar but doesn't sound like the same thing to me. Mm-hmm. I, I can totally comprehend and relate to like my whole life has been, you know, go, about this goal mm-hmm. or about this job or about mm-hmm. this thing. Mm-hmm. And now now that that's over, where do I go from here? Mm-hmm. I totally don't have a problem comprehending mm-hmm. that on the, on a you know. But that's not the same thing that they're saying. Well, if, if they were saying that oh my husband just passed. And now I don't know who I am or I, that I would understand. Mm-hmm. But the fact they're not saying that their husband is past whatever. They're saying that these roles have confused them to the point that they don't know. 
And I, that's the part I don't understand because we all have men have roles too. And I I don't hear I don't care what you guys say. I haven't heard a guy talk about getting lost in his role. Now getting caught up in your job or whatever is not the same thing to me. Well, well it is to me. And that, yeah, not to I me, think, it's not. I think not it's, at all. I think it's. I think it's. The same phenomenon I, I talked about in varying degrees, and and I think that the particular roles that women are typically required to play or feel pressured to play have to do with experiencing life through other people. So it's not just that you're the role of the mother. I think women are like you have to feel everything your child's feeling. You have to feel everything your husband's feeling. You can, you know, you, you like you you're, you're more concerned with other people's but feelings. But I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a husband and and a, and a father. The, and the same thing that that she has to do for me, I have to do for her. And the same thing, you know, I do for the child. I mean, not it's not exactly, but right. it's close enough. Right. It's I not. Mean, it's not that you don't have similar responsibilities, but I think it has to do. It's, it doesn't start when you guys take on those roles. It t- it started when we both were when everyone was socialized from birth. You know, women are just socialized differently than men, and so you can carry on those roles without necessarily internalizing it the same way that she is. It's a different. You've been socialized differently your whole lives, so you can't say that. You know, and I think you're also an exception to the rule as a father. I think a lot of fathers, and and this is starting to change. Thank God. I think this is one of the advances of of feminism that's benefiting women and men and families. Is that I think it is starting to change that men do have emotional, more of an emotional bond and care giving role with their kids. But for most of probably you know Western society. It's been the man's role as the father was really just the provider, the care, you know, to yeah, put the food on the table. It wasn't really about nurturing and giving her, giving the child self-esteem and making her feel confident and, you know, yeah, um, yeah. being there and giving her compassion and listening to her problems. Like, paying the bills. Right. That's what fatherhood was. <laughs> and, and, and all that other and mushy stuff. And, right. and, and, and you know, a lot of times that's how men showed their love. Like, you know, right. my, you know, my grandfather's like, yeah, he has five dollars. Of know? course. <laughs> it, it's not, it, you know, it's like that, that's that's five dollars that's me saying i love you right right that's right. uh right just like but, my friend whose marriage and family's falling apart i mean he feels like the, the the highest expression of his manhood is for him to make as much money as he can and that that everything else is secondary to that you know yeah i mean yeah i get that so okay so we have solved nothing <laughs> <laughs> no i i i think i I'm getting there. Like I think I, you have a little I, more insight. Yeah, yeah, I do. I have, I have a little more. I have a little more insight, so I'm okay for now. For now. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so finally, BTG, Baylor the Great, we're going to deal with your hypothetical, sir. I'm sorry. It's been a while. and He, he has not written or left a voicemail since, so He's he like, might be pissed. I know. Like, them motherfuckers, they don't read my, they don't appreciate my feedback. I ain't no, sending them no questions. They don't give a fuck about the fans. They you don't know? care about their fans. I don't give fuck a shit. the shizness show. I don't give a shit about the fans. <laughs> that was a famous quote from Benoit Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> so, BTG, his question is, it's a hypothetical. If cable was too much and streaming wasn't an option, but the cable company gave you the option to watch three shows for free, only to be charged for the cable equipment. What shows would you choose? Not channels, just the shows. And the ladies, if TV isn't your thing, a year subscription to only three magazines. Basically, yes. if, you, if, you could only, if you can only pick three shows to watch, that where would they right be? I, I, he didn't say that, but mm-hmm. I, let's, let's, let's 
<clears throat> okay, I'll go. Okay, go ahead. So I you do w- read a lot of magazines, Charlottesville. <laughs> At least do you used to? Do you still do that? Because the internet is so much more now than it was back when I know you used to read a gang of magazines. Yeah, you know, I don't read as many. Well, I do read a lot, but I read them mostly online. So. Charlie Bell would like, we go, she'd go to a newsstand and, and just drop like a, like a hundred just on magazines. <laughs> Not a hundred. <laughs> and my stack. And she just, yeah. just like, ball, just bam, just. Give me all them motherfuckers on that roll right there. Yeah, I do. I do have a pretty good collection. I've had. I've. I've. I've been in the process of letting a lot of it go. So, but yeah, it was yeah. A, an emotional thing. Was it? <laughs> Kinda. I thought it was just your voracious appetite for knowledge. Well, yeah, that too. But I mean, it was, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it was emotional letting it go. She's like, oh, okay, oh, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that part. Uh, but um, no. But TV. I'll just go with the TV because okay. I think that um, the three shows that I watch consistently right now are um, Rachel Maddow. Rachel Maddow. <laughs> but actually, I'm not. I, honestly, I'm kind of not fucking with her right now because I feel like she's just doing the same thing that everybody else is doing on the election, which is the horse race, and I hate that. And I think it totally is beneath her as a as a you know yeah so i'm not really fucking with her Um, so i think full frontal with samantha b is awesome i love that show i think she's doing a great job it sounds nasty but i know it's not yeah it's she's awesome (laughs) that's who should have got she should have gotten the daily show the daily show fucked up by not giving her like she you don't like trevor (sighs) (laughs) i don't even by the sound of that phlegm i'd say no (laughs) It's, you know what? It's not even that I don't like him. I think he just... He she just, sounded all Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I don't like him. He's so irreverent. He just wasn't up to the task. He wasn't up to the task. He wasn't. Anyway. Okay. Um, and Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And Laker basketball, even though it's sad wow. and depressing. Those are my three picks. Ride or die. Nice. Oh. Okay, Weezy. What, what would be your three? Um, While he's thinking, just out of curiosity, if you had three magazines to pick, which which three would they be? Only three magazines you could read. I read The Atlantic pretty consistently. What else? What else do I read? Uh, I have so many that I read. I'm trying to think of which ones I read consistently. The Atlantic. Maybe The Nation. I never heard of The Nation. Oh, really? Of uh, Islam? No. <laughs> <laughs> now that's the final call. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Muhammad speaks. <laughs> and Mother Jones. <laughs> no, not Mother Jones. Let's see. Uh, probably Domino. It's a home decor magazine. Huh, not a black magazine out of the three. Interesting. No, because the black magazines, magazines got yeah, they've gotten taken over by I mean, like Essence I'll fuck with occasionally, mm. but Essence isn't even, you know, what it used to be. Essence is, you know, what, what, by, what, what's oh. your favorite black magazine? I don't know. I read the fa- oh. Like I said, most of it I read online, so it's hard to even think of it in terms Little of magazines. Since Baylor the Great didn't specify, <laughs> and since so many of these shows can be seen mm-hmm. on on cable, right? I'm gonna have to go with uh, uh, All in the Family, uh, Seinfeld, and The Wire. He went hmm. all throwback edition. Okay, All in the Family, Seinfeld, and The Wire. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. Okay, I would have to go with my three. 
shows. I'm going to go with current shows. I'm going to go with Game of Thrones, of course. Of course. And The Walking Dead, of course. Now, this is where it gets hard. Uh, I feel like I need some comedy in my life. If I can, you know, watching those two, there's no comedy, very little comedy in those two. So I'm going to go with what I think is one of the best comedies that's out right now. And also, also, I want to have something that's got enough of a volume that I'm not watching the same episode every other week. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can, um, so I'm going to go with, with that criteria that I've put on myself i'm gonna go with uh last man standing okay last man standing that's the one with tim allen and uh nancy travis i've never heard of that yeah i know <laughs> it's been on like eight <laughs> years i've never heard of that show <laughs> it's been on like eight, oh seven, but eight i years. did i did pick up a new uh tv show which i think you'll be proud of me oh okay what did what is it broad city never heard of it's it it's hilarious <laughs> it's hilarious it's like uh it's it's stupid. It's yeah. like a chick oh. stoner com. It's like a chick stoner comedy. Okay, it's funny. Hmm. <clears throat> okay. Damn, I want to change mm. now. Okay, what what do you, who what do you uh, want to change? No, I, I just I just realized that. Uh, oh God. Um, no, I'm, I'm I I I have a couple in, in the bag, but they're they're still they're all shows that are off the air. But I, I guess the closest to a modern one would be Key and Peele. Mm. Yeah, I like that one too. So that would that would replace Seinfeld. Yeah, Seinfeld's a pretty that would that's a strong strong because they got a lot of seasons and mm-hmm. you know that's that's a strong one. That's a yeah. strong one. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a <laughs> it's a tough choice. Yeah. Okay. All right, Baylor. There you go, bruh. I hope you're not too mad at us for taking a while to get to it, but hey, act like you know, Baylor. Act like you know. So. Tyrese Gibson, in case you guys didn't know, <laughs> this man is uh, building a food court in his backyard. Okay, where does he live? I don't know. Somewhere in L.A. I think mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure somewhere in, in you know, like uh, the Hollywood Hills or you know Beverly Hills or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has a Starbucks and a Benihanas. Really, in his backyard. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to research it to find out like more because I'm c- very curious. Like, is it 24 hours? <laughs> is it like when he is in the mood for Benihana's? Does he like give them a half hour notice and then they staff the place? Or yeah, you know, do, are is there people going into well, his backyard? What, what are the uh, logistics? Right. I don't. Right. I don't I'm trying. Right. To, that's what I'm trying to is figure raising, out. Like, is he raising yeah. money? Is it a charity? Is it Profit. Yeah, something yeah. like same thing with the Starbucks. Are they, are they just like, product placement? Is it fully staffed, just sitting around yeah. waiting for him right. to walk back there and yeah. order a, 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 a mocha latte, or right. is it just like closed down and then he has to, right. you know, get some staff? Or is there one one just, worker that just rotates right. all the food? <laughs> He's got on a Starbucks smock right. and a Benihana's a, hat, right? A chef hat. <laughs> And he's just worked worked to death right. for ten bucks an hour. Right. <laughs> like I, I'm just very curious about. There's so many questions. So many, I feel I like questions. I feel like Kenda did how Kenda felt about the the penis. You right. know, she was just like just mind going a, mile, a million miles an hour. That's, that's how I am about the Benihanas and the Starbucks in the backyard. <laughs> but it, it raised another question, another hypothetical. You guys to mm-hmm. my to my crew, if 
if money is no object, Ooh, Lord, what, <laughs> what, what extravagant? What are some extravagant? What, what, what do you think you would go? What, what would be your indulgence? What do you think you would do that? You know that you would just like you know, mm-hmm. just be a serious gross indulgence, and you would just be like, I'm just gonna pay, cater to myself with this. What, what would it be? I think it would just be an. Ex- like a more exaggerated version of what I already do, which is just go to, I would travel and go to as many like expensive top restaurants, just experience all the best restaurants in the world. I would love to do that. Okay, that's a good one, but I need I need something else. I need something that's more like, cause cause more like backyard, more like uh, yeah, food court yeah, in the backyard, something, something frivolous. You mean traveling, something quirky? You know, some frivolous traveling is not really, even though it's it is it is an indulgence. I'm mm-hmm. looking for something that's kind of frivolous, something that frivolous. something that's kind of like you, you <laughs> like I'd, be, I'd buy a horse and ride it to work every day. <laughs> no, no, uh, something like you like if you thought about it too hard, you would feel guilty for having it because like there's people starving or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. and I have like a Starbucks, I have a food court in my backyard, and there's children starving somewhere. Right. You know what I mean? See, something like that. I'm such a socialist at heart. I don't I know. Even think that I would even indul- the, I, give me the closest, the closest <laughs> the, you can get. Like, the closest that I can is get the is, is the traveling and probably look. Let's keep it real. I know I would have a ridiculous. My shoe closet is already okay. That's that counts a little. That counts. Uh, <laughs> a Melda Marco see. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's a little mar. Yeah. <laughs> So it's a little meldish. A little Melda Marcosian. Yeah. So I think for sure, like, my fashion wardrobe game. That's a reference. Would huh? be, yeah. My fashion wardrobe game would be probably ridiculous. It's probably the biggest yeah. thing that I. And makeup. Makeup. I love makeup. Okay. I, already, I already buy a lot of makeup. Though, okay. Those so. are good. Those are good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those are good, honest ones. I, I, I'll buy those. Yeah. What about you, Weezy? Man, I'd be like Drake showing up at NBA games. <laughs> yes, hell yeah! Season tickets. I would definitely have season, season tickets, tickets to every <laughs> to every sport. Oh man, he, you would not see me cause, uh, on Sundays because I'd be at the Coliseum uh, just waiting for the Rams to get there. That's awesome. That's dope. That's dope. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Season tickets to everything. Yeah, yeah I would definitely yeah. have Lakers season tickets. Yeah. That's already on my bucket list. I got a few of them. I have a few. What are some of yours? I would, uh, like you, I would have my closet would be ridiculous. Oh, yeah. You're, so my, my clothes would You're be, a bit of a fashion whore. So, yeah, that, that would be one thing. <laughs> I would have a driver full time on staff. But that's, that's not, not frivolous. That's con- con- <laughs> well, considering I mean, your situation, it's practical. I guess, with the exception that, like, that would be his only like Lance. Quit your job. Come work for me. You right. are going to be my full time driver. Right. You get forty five thousand dollars a year. Yeah. to do nothing but come be. You got to be in my house every day at seven a.m. Right, and just hang out with me in case I want to go somewhere. That's <laughs> awesome. Or, or, or that, or that you throw your dad out and put a, <laughs> put a driver in there. Right. Well, I don't think I'll be living in this house. Right. Well, so you leave your dad behind. Right. <laughs> No, I'd, I'd build him a back house. Right. Yeah, he'd have a house in the back. He'd, he'd, he'd have, they, they already have these, too. And mm. I'd have the money to afford it. They have mm. these. The, basically, they're kind of like. Um, like Prefabs. Like, yeah, and like mm-hmm. kind of like a pool home or something. Mm-hmm. And you, like an in-law home or whatever. Yep. And yeah, I'd have something like that. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah you, be, you can get yeah. one of those for like under 100 grand or whatever. And they're pretty yeah. nice. Yeah, that, would, that would be so cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I would do. Well, um, 
Either that or just buy them a little house next door or something mm-hmm. like that. Something. Yeah. yeah. Something, yeah. Some, some, out something, your house. Something similar. Out your house. That's, let's keep, let's focus on what's important. I think he'd like that even better. So would I. Like, not yeah. in my backyard. He'd have his own house. Yeah. Across the street. Yeah. Something like that. The new NIMBY. Yeah. <laughs> run, run the air conditioner 24 hours a day. Run the air conditioner and the heat at the same, at the same time. <laughs> at the same damn time. <laughs> He's never been happier. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Your mama should have raised <laughs> Um. So, yes, see, uh, a cook. I'd have a, I'd have a cook and mm. a maid. Mm. I consider those indulgences, especially mm-hmm. since I only got one kid mm-hmm. and a wife. It's just three of us. If you're rich, those so. are those aren't even indulgences. If you're rich, to me those they are. are. Just, that's just a yeah, given. You gotta, you gotta have a staff. It is. That's I guess. a given. Rich okay, people but, all have staff. Yeah, a rod and a staff. I, to <laughs> I need a rod and a staff to comfort me. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fastball right down the middle. See, I'm surprised we didn't get stricken down. We just had a gospel singer on. Blasphemy. Yeah, she ain't on no more. <laughs> she ain't gonna be on again. <laughs> oh man. Oh shit. But yeah, and uh, let's see the travel thing. But you, see, I don't know if that really counts. But frivolous, yeah, it'd be. I guess so. Then I guess my main one would be clothes. Would be clothes. Yeah. My. And the other, the other one would be interior decor. My shit would be yeah. sh- a showcase palace. Like, ugh. Yeah. I, I already, yeah. I th- I, I'm obsessed with I, interior design. I think I would have museum ropes for most of my house. <laughs> <laughs> like, Monday through Friday. Right. Like, like, like the White House. It would just be roped off where, right. where, where Danya and my wife couldn't even go in. <laughs> they just, Not even to guests, no, just your they, own family. Yeah, yeah. It's mainly to them. <laughs> And then, like when guests come over, I remove the the ropes, and then right, they could right. go in. They could mingle in there. But the most right. of the time, it's like you know, because we still it would be a big house, so we still have this area that they could go in and mess up right, or whatever. Right, right. And you know, you, they but, would have a designated living space. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> living they'd, spaces. They'd have to they'd have to make appointments to see you. <laughs> An appointment with your driver. <laughs> yeah. Have, yeah, you have like an Alfred the Butler. That's what you you need, like uh, Bruce Wayne's uh, man's man. Oh yeah. man, who Red Rock would be on deck too, man. <laughs> We'd have TV monitors all around. It'd be on point. Courting booth, all that. But anyway, oh yeah, <laughs> fantasy. You know, fantasies. Mm-mm-mm. It's just a fantasy. All right, Charlie Bell, would you please read us this week's Ask the Average Guy question of the week? Sure. <clears throat> Dear Shiznit Show, I am a 26-year-old man currently living in Boston and in my final year of grad school. My parents help me out with finances because I have very little income. One of the things they have done is keep me on the family phone plan. However, there's a catch. They recently announced that my cost for staying on their phone plan is installing an app that allows them to track my location at all times. Wow. In Boston, that's not a huge deal, but when I'm visiting them in Georgia on breaks, it's a point of contention since I must let them know I'm taking a car. This will alert them to the fact I'll be out and remove any trace of privacy I might have while I'm there. When I told them I'll pay my portion of the bill, their response was, would you prefer more texts and phone calls? 
Oh. How can I deal with this situation? Needs my privacy. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> man, like, did this, this letter just started. I am a six year old man. <laughs> mean boy. <laughs> yeah, a, or my parents treat me like a six year old boy or whatever, because, man, 20, wow. Okay, uh, Weezy, you want to go ahead and start with this? Need to get your own phone. <laughs> right? So, yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Short and sweet. <clears throat> Short and sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's no need for a, a big, long, drawn-out thing with this one. I, I'm pretty sure that I can even speak for Kenda, who's not even here. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all in agreement that you just... Bruh, you need a new phone. You need your own phone and your, your own, own income. Plan. Yeah. You need your own phone, your own plan, your own income, and or I mean, if you if you want to wait until you finish school, you just suck it up. I mean, those are your options. Yep, right. yep. Cause, yep. Yeah, yeah. You got to pay to play. Yeah. Yeah. Your parents are really controlling, and uh... and you let them. <laughs> you, I mean, you play, You've been playing right into it by. You know, not taking on any responsibility. I get it. Grad school is a struggle, and you know, there's a reason why it's called starving student. But I didn't have parents to put me through school, and most right. people have to do it. So right, right. figure it out, homie. Figure it out. You can't complain. Mm-hmm. You can't be getting, you know, hooked up and then complaining about the the conditions of the hookup. Right. You either get hooked up or you hooked yourself up. That's it. Yep. That's it. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> okay, that one went quick. Let's do one more. <laughs> Throwback shiznit. Here you go, uh, Charlie Bill. Go ahead and. Dear Dino, my boyfriend and I have been together for three years. We are both 33. When we have a fight, the first thing he does is text message my parents and tell them everything. Wow. I have asked him many times to please not involve them. We are adults, and we should be able to handle our problems without interference from my parents. I never have and never would complain to his mother about him. His response has always been, I can involve whoever I want. He knows I feel disrespected when he does this, and he still won't change. Is there anything else I can do? Hurt in New York. You know what? That's disrespectful. (laughs) Mad disrespectful. (laughs) That... That's wow and childish. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say mature. But yeah, <clears throat> I feel like you can't make a grown person do anything. Right. right. You know, you've expressed your dislike of this, and rightfully so. And the fact that he's unwilling to cooperate tells us something about him. Right. And it, it tells us <laughs> that you might be better off without him. Yeah. So I suggest. Uh, I'm not a big fan of ultimatums, but I suggest that you start looking for somebody else. Ooh. I mean. Or live with it. Yeah. <laughs> he's, gonna, he's, gonna do, he's not going to change. He's going to do that every. Oh, boy. I sounded black. There. Three years. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's scaring himself. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, girl. He's he going to keep on doing that. It's <laughs> okay gonna, to let your inner Negro out. Yeah, it's I okay. <laughs> Weezy was looking around like, oh, damn, who's where, that? Where that nigga come from? <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared of him. Oh, shit, yeah, a black person. Where my gun at? You guys are ignorant. Ignorant. That's what you are. No, there 
Ing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, girl, he ain't gonna change though. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Oh, this is a tough. One. It's been three years. Three years they've been together. It's childish. I and mean, he, and he's thirty-three. I think you have a couple of options. One is break up with him. Two is you know see if he would go to counseling and try to find more productive ways of dealing with conflict because you're in a relationship you are going to have conflict and you have to have some kind of ideally you would have an agreed upon method for resolving conflict and this ain't it. I mean, if you want to be petty wop, I mean, you could just, like, <laughs> next time he does something fucked up, start involving his parents and turn the tables on him and see, you know, like... He likes it. Yeah. Like, this motherfucker ain't take the trash out. He, his, he, he's, he, he don't wash his ass. You know, he can't fuck. He, you know, like... You should have raised him better. Yeah. So, I mean, see, you I'm going to sit down and write you a long letter. I mean, may, you know what I mean? Like, maybe that would open his eyes to how ridiculous it is to, you know... Involved. Fuck all that. I say move on. Yeah. <laughs> Life too short. He sounds real immature. Yeah, so. he does sound real immature. He really does. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like, wow. That's like the last thing you want to do is involve someone. Like, who does that? Who yeah. wants... That is so crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, my my mother-in-law would be on my side and I don't involve <laughs> like it would I right. it would make sense for me to do it because I have an ally. Right. And I don't do it. <laughs> for sure. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. That's that. All right. <laughs> it's your birthday so I know you want to ride out. Even if we only go to my house. Sit more easy All right, so birthday shout out to Kai Carter. Happy birthday. Renee Valentine, podcaster on the Valentine podcast. Happy birthday to you, sister. David Arnold, happy birthday. Natasha King, another podcast. Oh, I'm sorry, Nakisha. You're right. Nakisha King, another podcaster. Happy birthday to you. Cicero Holmes, shout out, brother. Happy uh, birthday. Lots of birthday sex to you. Tamarat McCoyne, hey, the filmmaker. Filmmaker. That's right. And guest of the Sizzness Show. And friend of the Sizzness. That's right. Happy birthday to you, sir. Lots of birthday sex. Jazzy Hawaii. Oh, a.k.a. Jazzy. Just the... Little, uh, <clears throat> she is a uh, up and coming hip hop artist doing her thing, featured on Team Backpack and all over YouTube and social media, doing her thing. Ghana Queen, happy birthday to you, uh, aka Lachey, I believe her real name is Katrina Calderon. Happy birthday, lots of birthday sex to you, Rochelle Marie. Yes. <laughs> Lots of birthday sex to you, Eileen. Eileen Regina, Merry, uh, happy birthday! Happy birthday! Lots of birthday sex to you, Kai Love of the Pisces uh, podcast. Another podcaster, 
happy birthday to you, my sister. She also has a, a beautiful single out now where she's kind of, uh, it's kind of like spoken word over music. And it's uh, really pretty. Actually, I'm, I'm going to uh, play it on the show at some point. Uh, happy birthday to you. So from the Shiznit Show crew to all of you out there, we're wishing you all lots and lots of birthday sex. So that brings the Shiznit Show to a close. Thanks again for riding with the Shiznit Show. Thanks again for sharing the show on your social media, on your Facebook and your Twitters. <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Uh, thank you all. Don't forget to uh, come back again. Check us out. Don't forget to check out Amber's podcast, uh, uh, Sexy Geeky Mental and Black Chick Watching. And coming up soon, the Pot of Thrones is coming back because uh, the Pot of because uh, Game of Thrones is coming back soon. Yay. So uh, get ready for that. And so for... Damon the Weasel Stanford, for Charlie Bell, Dino Red, saying holla at your boy. From all of our crew to listeners like you, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Shiznit. And don't forget to tell your friends about the show. Check out our website, theshiznitshow.com, or hit us up on Facebook under The Shiznit. Follow us on Twitter at The Shiznit Show. Write to us at theshiznitshow at gmail.com, or leave us a voicemail. And make it sexy at 424-261-4878. This has been The Shiznit. You're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network.